0: All right, so uh, let's see how this works. Oh, there we go. So these are our categories that we'll go through in our review game. So parables is the first one, then miracles, and disciples, then enemies to kind of counter the disciples, ethnicities, and theology. So those are going to be our six categories. And... Like I said before, if I had my laptop working how I wanted it to, once we clicked on the thing, it would go away, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So I'll just X out up here and we'll figure out how to get there. A couple of rules for our game. The first time through, we're just going to see if you guys can remember and answer by memory. And Joseph and Daniela, we'll put you on team one, on these guys' team, so you guys can join in on their team. and if you get it wrong, then the other team can try to answer, and then the second time you can use your Bible and any notes that you have. I saw Leroy come in with his notes, so that might come in handy. And then, <laughs> and then the other team uh, can do the same with their Bible and notes. And if you guys have any questions, jot them down. Maybe we'll, we'll have time afterwards to go through questions. Yeah, Sam. Uh, I just put Joseph and Danielle on that side, so you can be over here. Yep. Yeah, I'll put you on your wife's team so you can be on the winning team. I'll do that for you, because we're buddies. You are team one, and you are team two, I believe. Why don't you push one of you guys... Britt, buzz in, and I'll tell you what one it is. You are team one, just buzzed in. So, yeah. So... There's only two teams. Yep. Yeah. So if you have the device in your hand, the pressure is on to buzz in quickly. And if you want to share that pressure, (laughs) yeah, sit close to other people and you guys who are on the team make eye contact with or just yell at or tap that person on the shoulder. I was going to say slap, but my wife is holding a thing, so let them know and then you guys can buzz in. All right. Should we get started? Are the rules semi-clear enough? Semi-clear enough. All right. Um, Why don't you guys pick a category first, since we don't have anybody who won the last round? Parables for what? A hundred. Brittany, do you know how I can get my phone to flip? It's not working for me. No? Okay. So much technology problems. All right, what did you say? I'm sorry. Parables for 100. All right. This really isn't going to work. Because <laughs> that was not supposed to happen.
1: All right. Yeah. Woohoo.
0: Wow. Yeah, I don't know why this isn't working. What's that? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'll try to figure it out on here. And while we're doing that, I'll just ask you the question, because I had those written down too. So I'm going to ask you audibly, and then you guys can buzz in, I guess. So parables for 100, what is a parable? I haven't seen anybody buzz yet. Oh, Team 2 buzzed in. What is a parable, Team 2? You're Team (laughs) 2. We totally know what we're doing today. (laughs) So what is a parable? Okay, what kind of meaning? What kind of story? A true meaning. OK, I'll take it. Uh, it's a story that goes alongside uh, a spiritual reality. That um, a spiritual reality portrayed through a physical story. So yes, a story with a meaning. All right, let me try this one more time and see if maybe it will work. I'm not so sure. Let's see. All right, what other? what's the next category that you guys want? Team two. All right. So we just did parables. We're going to do miracles for a hundred. Yeah, it's not going to work. Man, that's a bummer. Okay, miracles for a hundred. Who witnessed Jairus's daughter's resurrection? Anybody can buzz in oh team two buzzed in <laughs> yeah i I didn't even have those, so good job <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah, so remember in that miracle, Jesus limited the scope of who was going to be there and uh, see that. And so he invited in the inner circle of his disciples, Peter, James, and John. And of course, along with the girls' parents. All right, good job. Team two, pick a category. All right, we're knocking out those 100s. Disciples for 100. Man, I'm glad I wrote these down. How did the disciples respond to Jesus calming the storm? Anybody? Either team, team one buzzed in. Good job. How did they react to Jesus calming the storm? Yes. Yes, good. It's Mark four forty one. So, yeah, they became very much afraid. Remember, they were afraid before because of the storm, and then they saw Jesus come and calm the storm, and they became even more afraid because they recognized his power, his authority, and they said, "Who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him?" So their terror before was just uh, even exemplified even more when. Uh, they saw Jesus and his power display all right uh, team one what are we where are we going next Yeah but yeah sorry theology 100. All right, <laughs> leaven, quote unquote, leaven in scripture often refers to sin, but not always. What characteristic trait should come to mind when reading the word leaven? Team one, Jim. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, what characteristic trait should come to mind when reading the word leaven? Leaven. Um, yeah yeah so yeah it's not always referring to sin and it causes dough to rise because of it It changes the size right so it's um, it permeates the, the whole thing it's permeating influence um, let's see so back in chapter 8 verses 14 through 21 we were talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and uh, Herod and how they had this the, the teaching of the Pharisees and Herod was referred to as leaven. And so just talking about how they had influence. Jesus had been influencing them, but they had turned away from that influence. And then Matthew 13:33 says that the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. And so obviously in that case, it's not referring to sin. However, oftentimes it does refer to sin. But yeah, just the, the permeating influence. Um, We see that with the mustard seed too as well, right? That the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It starts off really small and then grows and expands. Um, Just like leaven does the same thing. All right, good. Uh, Team one, where are we going? (laughs) Enemies for... 100. All right. What do the birds represent in the parable of the sower and the soils in chapter 4? You guys remember that parable? All right. Team 2 buzzed in. That's going to
1: be the devil.
0: <laughs> yeah, the devil coming in and snatching away the gospel influence, right? Good. That uh, was 100. All right, you guys can be on team one. We're playing Jeopardy, so you have to sit close.
1: We're both
0: here? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, team two, what do we got next? All right, 100s are all gone. Ethnicities for 100. What is the most notable difference between the feeding of the 5,000 in Chapter 6 and feeding of the 4,000 in Chapter 8? Either team can buzz in. Either team can buzz in.
1: You did? It's not working? Oh,
0: that's not showing me over here. Okay.
1: So um, the first group was to...
0: Yeah, so the feeding of the 5,000 was in a Jewish region, so predominantly to a Jewish group, and that was first. And then later on, chapter 8, he went into the Gentile region and did a similar thing with the feeding of the 4,000. And oftentimes we get caught up on the numbers and think, oh, it's just the numbers that are a big difference. But no, it was the, the people, right, and the the groups that he was there doing that amongst good all right what's the next category uh, let's do miracles miracles for, for what 200, yeah. 200. <laughs> all right oh i
1: should do it up here too right there we
0: go miracles for two what was the response to jesus expelling legion from the demon-possessed man came okay, to yeah Gennesaret yeah so the people in Gennesaret they saw again that power and the authority of Jesus and uh, they responded in fear much like the disciples did when he was walking on the water and or when he calmed the sea rather mm-hmm. and they told him you need to leave you need to get out of town Uh, but the man himself, how did he respond? Do you guys remember? The demon-possessed man? Yeah, he wanted to go with Jesus, right? He wanted to to serve him, and Jesus said, no, you actually need to stay here. And he went throughout that whole region, all of Decapolis, and um, he was spreading the news of what Jesus had done for him. And then next time Jesus came into that region, into Decapolis, people were coming up, and they were approaching Jesus and bringing their sick and those who were in need of healing to Jesus. So it seemed like this man had a a pretty uh, striking influence in the Decapolis region, and people responded. So it was good. All right, team two, where to next? Next. Miracles four. All right. Is that four? That would be four. All right. Miracles four hundred. Finish the verse. They saw him walking on the sea, supposed it was a ghost, and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them, saying, "Team one."
1: Said, "Don't be afraid."
0: Yes. Good. You said. Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And uh, it's pretty cool when he says it is I, literally it's ego uh, eimi in the Greek, right? I am, the same phrase that we see all throughout John, these great I am statements of Jesus. I am the, the bread and life, I am the door, I am the good shepherd. And that's what he says to them when they're, they're freaking out. And he says, don't be afraid, I am, right? Good. All right, team one. Where are we going? All right. What detail about the hemorrhaging woman does Mark include, but Luke fails to mention? Brittany's holding the tablet out. You guys can buzz it if you want. (laughs) Nobody? Oh, I see Sam reaching. I'm going to
1: take a guess. I'm going to say it was the doctors that she had visited. Spent a lot of money on a lot of doctors.
0: Yes. So she had endured much pain and suffering, even at the hands of the doctors, and she became worse. And that's kind of funny because Luke is a physician, right? He's a doctor. And he just kind of left that part out. He didn't mention that at all. But Mark, he said, oh, yeah, the doctors made her worse. So, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Luke. All right, team two. All right. Disciples for two. All right. Which disciple will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?
1: Oh. no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the least of them. Yes. If anyone wants to be first, he shall be least and servant of all. Right? Mark 9.35. Good job. <laughs> that was kind of funny. You were like, oh, I know this one. But, oh, oh, wait. Do I, do I know this one? <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, Amy, pick a category.
1: Um, let's do disciples for 300.
0: All right. What was the occupation of Jairus, the man whose daughter was raised from the dead? Oh, my phone just turned off, but team one buzzed in. Okay.
1: That,
0: that is incorrect. Oh. Team two, you have a chance to steal.
1: We're going to discuss (laughs)
0: Discuss. Discuss away. Please. (laughs) I'll give you guys a hint. He's not a centurion. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Uh, Was he a synagogue leader? Yes, he was a synagogue official. Good job. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sam, where are we going?
1: Let's do something crazy. Let's go ethnicities (laughs) for 400.
0: Doing what? Ethnicities for? All right. Name the 10-city Gentile region found east of the Sea of Galilee. The 10-city Gentile region found east of the Sea of Galilee. Team 2 has buzzed in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, East. and I was like, okay, I'll buzz. There's
1: hills over there. You might want to just reset
0: that thing real quick. Team, you buzzed in. You want to take a guess before I pass? Yes, good. I got it. Decapolis. Yeah, deca, right for ten, like decades. and then Apple is like metropolis, right? So the ten city region, gentile region.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you really? Man, I want to go there someday. All right, uh, Leroy, why don't you pick a category? <laughs> These are the ones that are gone. Well, we're making our way pretty quick.
1: Theology? Uh, that right? Theology?
0: Theology. For what? Uh, let's go 500. Oh! <laughs> All right. It's good. All right. What is the relationship between the kingdom of God and the church? How do you, oh team one buzzed in? <laughs> yeah, how do the church and the kingdom of God relate to one another? Um, I
1: i I guess I'm confused about the way this question is going because it didn't give any answers. But, but I was thinking Christ and the bride, like we're the bride of Christ, and then Christ. But I don't think that's what
0: you're asking, so that's why I buzzed in. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So the, anybody? So the question is I, the difference between the so, kingdom. Yes, you have the kingdom of God and you have the church. What is the relationship between those two? They're they're like it's now and
1: then. Now more specific question. I don't know maybe. Let's see if you guys can do any better with my vague question. Do you the to sign are the sign?
0: Um not exactly the same not exactly the same but there are similarities there is a relationship there but it's not synonymous alright let's go back here you guys can use your Bibles, your notes if you want you guys can get ready to do the same if they fall short How does the church relate to the kingdom of God? What are some of the similarities and differences? We already know they're not synonymous. They're not exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a while since we talked about this. It was back in chapter four and five. Primarily, we spent some time talking about this. Yeah, Joseph and Daniela back there, they're just kind
1: of passing by. I remember the Sunday like, like, that we talked about. I, remember. I know the church is in the kingdom of God, right? Oh. No.
0: Correct.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And? So if the church is in the kingdom of God? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for you oh, to say something. Say yes, you're getting warmer. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's good. I'll take it with the the circles. So remember, I wish I had the whiteboard to be able to use right now. But uh, the kingdom of God is more encompassing. It's all encompassing, including the the Old Testament saints, right? Those who were around in the Old Testament, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And then the church starts when in history.
1: Acts.
0: Yeah, yeah, Acts chapter two, right, and goes until we're taken up out of here until um, we are raptured and taken to heaven. Yes. That's my
1: celebration. Oh, yes! Yay!
0: <laughs> that that is worthy of celebration. Good for sure. And then also within the kingdom would be. Tribulational saints, saints who um, come to Jesus during the tribulation, right? After the church is already raptured and gone. Um, and then uh, kingdom saints who come to Jesus um, during the his earthly millennial reign. And so the kingdom of God, again, is all-encompassing. All people who have placed their faith in God at any point in time. The church is a sp- specific subset of the kingdom that takes place between Acts chapter 2 and the rapture. Does that make sense? Any thoughts or questions on that? I know it's a, a big kind of concept. We spent some time on it, but it is, it is big. So it's still okay to have questions on that. But good job, Daniela, remembering the circles and that the church is within the kingdom. It's good. All right. Daniela, why don't you pick where we're going next? Pick a good one. Oh, or oh, man, I told you to pick a good one, but <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I'm sure it's a great one, and you'll do just fine. Um, okay. What did Jesus cite as the meaning of the hemorrhaging woman's healing? Okay. Good. <laughs> Team one buzzed in. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so it's in 534. It says, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And so, remember, she had reached out and touched the hem of the cloak of Jesus thinking that uh, surely that would heal her and that there would be power that would flow out of that and that is, indeed, how she was healed. But Jesus said, it was your faith that made you well, not because you reached out and touched the hem of my garment, necessarily. Um, let see, disciples and miracles and ethnicities all have 400. I already had that one marked off, so I have to go back and fix my mistake. All right, Aubrey, where should we go next? Enemies for three. Enemies for three. All right. Why did Jesus say, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests but man's? Well, Jim's raising his hand. Team two buzzed in. Oh. All right. Um, Peter was denying that Jesus would have to suffer and die on the cross. Yes. yes Peter, uh, being Peter, opened his mouth and decided it was a good idea to rebuke Jesus. And then Jesus turned around and rebuked Peter. So this is in Mark 8, 32 and 33. And remember, this is right after Peter's great confession, where he said, uh, Jesus asked, who do people say that I am? And they say, oh, some say John the Baptist, some say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And Peter said, no, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but God. And then uh, this happens. Jesus says, well, Son of man is going to go to the cross to to die, to be killed. Three days later he'll rise again. And in Mark eight, thirty two it says that he was stating the matter plainly, that is, Jesus was telling the matter that he was gonna die and rise again plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Not a good idea. thirty three, but turning around and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, <clears throat> Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest but man's. So, yes, good job. Um, somebody else over here, pick a category. Mary, what do we got? Um, how about enemies, uh, 400? enemies for four? I should do it up here too, right? There we go. Enemies for four hundred. What did the Pharisees cite when rebuking the disciples for eating with impure or unwashed hands? That would be
1: their um, like traditions, but it no, there was an actual like it wasn't a passage from the actual Bible, it was a passage from one of their writings. Was like
0: law. Yeah, traditions, that's right. Oh, right. I
1: thought you were looking for like an actual tradition. Oh.
0: No, yeah, traditions of the elders, right? Which would be in like the Talmud, but yeah, traditions of the elders is great answer. So Mark seven, uh, verse three, says that for when the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the traditions of the elders. That's what they're referring to, not referring to Scripture, but traditions of men. They do the same thing. A couple of verses later, says. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not wash according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? And then Jesus goes, well, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, right? That you are uh, seeing but not perceiving. You guys are hearing but not understanding. They're just not getting it. They're not pointing back to Scripture, to the words of God. They're pointing back to the words of man. All right. Uh, where are we going next? <laughs> Health department. Yes. <laughs> they are very uh, yeah, two hundred. Parables 200. I have that somewhere on here. There we go. What is the parable of the mustard seed illustrating? Team one, BuzzDame. Huh? Oh, the, the
1: kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God is like a
0: mustard seed. Yes.
1: Small. Starts small, but grows.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you fixed my question for me, because I didn't include the, the kingdom of God. But yes, it's uh, illustrating how the kingdom of God begins small, right? And then expands and, and grows big. Um, yes continually. God's kingdom is growing even when we have a hard time seeing that. Uh, God is at work in his program and he's doing things to draw people to himself. Um, This last week I was uh, having a counseling session with somebody and we were going through um, 2 Kings 19 and talking about how Elijah was just down on himself right? and he's just having this pity party and saying there's nobody else besides me and God says, you know what, I'm going to reveal myself to you. And he comes and uh, reveals himself to Isaiah. um, To Elijah, not Isaiah. Um, And uh, there's this great big fire, there's this great big earthquake, uh, this rushing wind, and God wasn't in any of those. He was in this uh, still small voice, right? And then God says, um, don't forget I have 7,000 who haven't bowed the knee to Baal that I've reserved for myself within Israel. So even though uh, Elijah was kind of on this pity party. God is saying, no, there, there's plenty more besides you. And that's how the kingdom of God it. It is, it is growing and continuing, continuing to thrive even when we might not have that perspective. All right. Team one. Who hasn't picked one? <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. All right. Parables for three. We already did two as well. All right. What was Jesus' dual purpose for speaking in parables? What
1: was his what purpose?
0: His dual purpose. Team two is buzzed in. To
1: illustrate the point and then to also confuse basically to, to hide, obscure the truth We're meant to hear. It's the passage where, like, you have eyes but you cannot see. He quoted that one. They have ears but they will not hear.
0: Okay. So, yeah, to illustrate for who? Uh,
1: specifically, the disciples.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, to to illustrate and to make uh, his teaching more clear to his disciples, while simultaneously confusing it for those who are not his. So in Mark four eleven is where we get this understanding, what he's saying about parables. Actually, I go back and I'll start in ten. <clears throat> it says, as soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parables. And he was saying to them, To you it has been given, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But those who are outside get everything in parables. So that so he's given the, the reason. This is why they get everything in parables. So that while seeing, they may see and not perceive. While hearing, they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. We spent quite a while talking about that verse and the implications of that verse and why it is that Jesus wouldn't want them to return and be forgiven. So there's these two different groups, um, both being hit with the same parable in a a different way because their hearts have been uh, prepared by God differently to receive those parables differently. All right. Um, you guys have all answered one, right? Gail, you have not. Have you picked one? Maybe you have. Why don't you pick another one? Okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Enemies for three. For two? Or five? 200. 200. 200. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enemies for two. Which one of the 12 disciples. That's the wrong question. My bad. That's ethnicities. Uh, you got a jump start on that one. <laughs> All right, enemies for two. Why was Herodias so furious with John the Baptist? Oh. Ooh, team two buzzed in. Because he called her out for marrying Herod when she already was married before, and that wasn't right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he he called her out for her. Uh, incest and infidelity, right? So, chapter 6, let's see, 18 and 19 says, For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Remember, he said that to Herod, and then it says immediately after that, Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so. And you'll remember that Herod, he actually liked listening to John a little bit. Um, He was afraid of John, but Herodias was really the one who had this grudge against him and was the ultimate cause of his demise. Not ultimately, I mean, God was behind that even. But yes, she was pulling the strings a little bit. All right, you guys got that right? All right. Where would you like to go next? We're running out of categories. Parables for four. Working our way down. All right. Finish the verse. The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil, and he goes to bed at night and gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. Dot, dot, dot. Team one buzzed in.
1: So then the enemy comes in,
0: no no that is incorrect that's a a different section i don't think we've gotten to that section yet Okay. all right you guys one chance to steal i will reread it to you because it's not up on the screen (laughs) so finish a verse the kingdom of god is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and he goes to bed at night and gets up by day and the seed sprouts and grows You guys can use your Bibles next, if you need to. Um, is that the
1: one where it goes? he goes, he doesn't know how it grows, he just it's basically God does the, the the idea behind it is God does the, the growing.
0: Yes. Good. Yeah. <sighs> Joseph said. <laughs> yeah, how it, so it finishes that the, the seed sprouts and grows. How, comma, he himself does not know. So yeah, that's the the idea behind it, the principle behind it that God is the one who's doing the work, right? God is the one who's planting the seed and the farmer goes out and he he's faithful to till, he's faithful to do what God has called him to do, but God is the one who gives the increase, right? God is the one who causes the the seed to actually grow. Good. All right. Where are we going next? Team 2. What do you think we are? Miracles for five. All right. Taking out the category. All right. After Jesus laid hands on the blind man in chapter eight, why did his vision remain blurry? He said, I see men, for I see them like trees walking around. Team one has buzzed in.
1: And and your question was why. Yes. And it doesn't explain why, but it is a demonstration of things don't always, in our lives, God doesn't always heal instantly. Um, There's a process. And he allowed that. oh, the disciples... Had tried to cast out the demon and they weren't successful. Oh, no. <laughs> I think verbally. So, so yeah, they, they were seeing his trees, but after the second, Jesus, it wasn't that he fell at healing him the first time. Yes. He, it wasn't a failure. He was wanting the, his disciples.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right around there. I'll take it. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, that's the most important it's, it's the only aspect. It's the
1: only time Jesus heals somebody, and it doesn't happen at uh, once. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's it the only two-stage two miracle. Stages to heal him. Yeah. And so, yeah. Oftentimes, people will come to that text and they will say, "Oh, well, see, Jesus, he was, he wasn't God, right? He wasn't. Uh, maybe he was a prophet, was like trying to learn, and maybe he wasn't in complete favor with God, and so he had to come back and." Uh, Reapproach God or something, all different kinds of understandings, but the the one thing we have to understand is that Jesus didn't fail in that miracle, right? He was using that to illustrate a point. Right before that, he was talking to the disciples about how they weren't seeing, right? They were still blind. He said, are you guys um, still referencing that same verse in Isaiah that we've already referenced several times this morning? Um, Let's see. He says, why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not see? Or, Yeah, do you not yet see or understand? Do you have a hardened heart? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? Do you not remember uh, when I broke the five loaves, how much I had left? And so he's just pointing out to them over and over again that you guys, you don't see, you don't have understanding. um, You're still blind. And then it's right after this that Mark includes this encounter with this blind man. And so he's, he's kind of seeing, just like the disciples are kind of seeing, they're beginning to see and to uh, come to an understanding of the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the, the anointed one, the chosen one. And it's all slowly being revealed to them. And that's where this story is dropped in the narrative, right? So it's not the fact that Jesus failed in this healing, but it was to illustrate the blindness of the disciples. Does that make sense? I feel like I rambled on a lot there. but Okay. Uh, team one. Where should we go?
1: Theology for 200.
0: All right. Theology for two. Jesus said, there are some who are standing here who won't taste death till they see the kingdom of God come in power. Who are the some and what did they see? Team two buzzed in. Help her out, Sam. It was. There are some who are standing here who won't taste death.
1: It was the transfiguration, so it would be Peter, James, and John would see Jesus coming, and they yeah. would see just like a, a partial of what was to come to the heaven.
0: Okay, good. Yes, yeah, so.
1: <laughs> give them the point on that one. No, <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they saw the the glory of Jesus, right? And it was only those three, again, Peter, James, and John, the inner circle of Jesus' disciples, not all of his disciples that he was speaking to before. So he's speaking to the 12, and he's saying, some of you will see the kingdom of God come in his glory. And again, that's a verse that people like to attack and say, well, the kingdom of God isn't here, right? Jesus didn't come back, and his second coming hasn't taken place yet. And so he must have had a false prophecy to those 12. Well he was saying to some of you to those three specifically right Peter James and John, you will see the uh, you will see me come in um, you will see the kingdom of God come in power and we talked about how that word kingdom could be translated as glory or um, his um, the the manifestation of his celestial uh, being or yeah that they saw him in his glory there in the transfiguration. Good. Um, team two, right? One and two. Uh,
1: let's go. we
0: got ten minutes. Let's
1: go with ethnicities 200.
0: Alright, I think that's when I started to read to you once. All right, which one of the twelve disciples was not Galilean I'm looking at the buzzer not seeing anybody <laughs> Sam's counting them off team two buzzed in Luke was the the author of the Bible who was not Jewish is probably what you're thinking but No, Luke was not one of the 12 disciples. (laughs)
1: That's true.
0: But yeah, you're. Yeah, that's in a similar vein. He was the only Gentile author of the Bible. Oh, so team one, you get a shot to steal. Which one of the 12 disciples was not Galilean? Not from the region of Galilee? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Paul. Yeah, that's. Some people would say that Paul should be the 12th disciple, but no, that's not what I'm looking for. What's that? He said he
1: was.
0: He said he was one who was (laughs) untimely (laughs) born. (laughs) 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 All right, team two, using your Bibles or your notes. That would be a hard one. I don't know if you'll, yeah, that'd be a hard one to find in. I don't have a reference for that one either. (laughs) All right, let's go. Ten seconds. And then you guys can take another stab at it. And ten seconds. That's really generous in jeopardy. Uh, was it Simon the Zealot? <laughs> no, it was not <laughs> Simon the Zealot. All right, team one. Was it
1: Judas
0: Iscariot? Uh, who? Judas
1: Iscariot? Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I
0: thought you threw an eye in there somewhere, but yes, Judas Iscariot. He was not Galilean, he was Judean. He was from Jerusalem, and everybody else was up from uh, northern area, Caesarea, Nazareth area. So, Good job, Joseph. All right, Joseph, pick a category. Did I cross that one off? I did. We'll do
1: uh, 500 parables.
0: All right. Parables 4-5. What are the six soils mentioned in Mark 4, 1 through 20? Is anybody going to buzz in? Perhaps
1: okay.
0: <laughs> All right, team 2.
1: right, we're going to There's soil? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Uh, and hundred. So yeah, there's the the road, right? And The shallow soil, and then the thorny soil. Those are all the bad, negative soils. And then the good soils, you, you kind of lumped them all together. That's how we typically do, right, which is understandable. But, yeah, uh, some producing fruit that's 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. So six in total. Kind of a trick question, but you handled it well. Good job. All right. Uh, team two. Yes, it was. <laughs> You have six options. Go ahead. Finish off disciples. Disciples for five. All right. Mm-hmm. Who was the disciple who said, I believe, help my unbelief? No. Team two buzzed in. All right. Team one, chances still. Oh, <laughs> you guys can start using your Bibles in your notes. All right, you guys, second shot, yep. take it. I know what you're talking about. Yep. So yeah, he wasn't one of the 12 disciples. He was the father of a demon possessed new boy. Right? From the crowd. Yeah. That was a question. Yeah, he was a disciple of Jesus. He wasn't one of his 12 disciples. Remember, Jesus had many more disciples than just the 12. Yeah. Man, I'm getting in trouble with you guys with these questions. It was a 500-point question, all right? All right, so let me read to you.
1: <laughs>
0: you guys are all going to miss out on the big jackpot million-dollar prize, too, if we mess this up. All right, so Mark 9.17 says, And one of the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. Uh, and then 24... Uh, so after several verses down, says immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my unbelief. So, yeah, that was the account. Not a one in the twelve, and not a disciple with a name, but still a disciple of Christ. nonetheless.
1: Oh, wasn't even a centurion, I wouldn't even give
0: us that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just more gracious than you. Oh, you. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'll, I'll give you the point. You guys can choose a category. How about that? <clears throat> Yeah, kind of consolation phrase. (laughs) Um, Theology for four. four. That (coughs) That was three. Yeah, that's why I got you around. All right. No, not at all. Theology for four. How should we understand Jesus' words to cut off our hand or foot if it causes us to stumble? It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, basically, he's just saying if something is causing us to stumble or sin, then just
0: kind of cut it out of your life, but not literally like cut off you know, your body part. Yeah. Yeah. So we ought to take quick, decisive action against sin, right? But not to actually cut off our hand. Um, but it's, it's serious enough that we need to, yeah, cut it out of our life. And, uh, should be done quickly and well. All right, well, we we're just about out of time. Brittany, what are the scores? Well, listen, hard,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> right now, good, like, quite a long shot.
0: Oh, good job, guys. Yeah, good job. So what are your scores? Scor- oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> never loses. Okay, we'll just do a couple more random ones to close out then. Um, right, ethnicities for five. We'll do that one. What was the race of the woman who said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs? Huh? Uh, More specifically. No, yeah, I was thinking Gentile. No, she wasn't Samaritan. Team two. You had it right. They had it right. Are you sure? Mark seven twenty six says now the woman was a Gentile of the Syrophoenician race, and she kept asking him to cast a demon out of her daughter. Cyrophoenician, so yeah. The well. the yeah, Lord, John 4. Yeah, she was oh, It's Yeah, yeah Sarah Phoenician. It's a hard one that's to say, nice. right?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I think that'll probably be our last question. Do you guys have any quick thoughts or questions for we wrap up? Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, technology was no bueno. You came with a
1: backup. That was pretty nice, actually. Yeah.
0: I really wish it would have worked, though. Worked a lot better at home on my computer, but that's okay. All right, next week, uh, we'll pick back up in chapter 10. We're already several verses into chapter 10, so we'll do a little bit of review, because it's been a while since we've been in our Mark class. And then uh, even the text that we're going to be covering is a bit of review from Jesus himself. He's going to go back again and uh, prophesy his death and... His disciples still don't really get it. Even when everything actually unfolds, they're still not quite getting it, despite the fact that Jesus tells them several points along the way. So That's where we'll be next week. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. God, we thank you once again for your word, your holy word, your inspired word. Uh, Help us to to remember it, not just for uh, trivia questions, but that it would be planted deep within our hearts, that we would know your word, that it would change us and uh, produce fruit within us, 30, 60, 100 fold. God, we want to be used for you and your glory to advance your kingdom. God, thank you for your people. Uh, Help us to shine for you wherever we go, that we would reflect you and just be stars that are bright in the midst of a crooked and depraved universe. We love you and praise you. Amen. Amen.